Good morning, listeners. How are you? I'm say good morning this time. Why not? I turned the volume off. What an idiot. Ah, welcome to the Keys Bartender Show. This is Jim, your Keys Bartender from Key Largo. It's a beautiful day. It's uh, kind of sunny, 80. We had a couple days of rain, cloudiness, but... It's paradise. It's actually perfect right now. People complain about the heat. It does get a little hot during the middle of the day. But, you know, if you can contemplate it, there's a lot of places in the rest of the United States that are much hotter. So we are fortunate. <coughs> well, like I said, it's a beautiful we- uh, beautiful weather. We have had a significant uh, slowdown in traffic. Which I guess I picked the rest, the best time to go on vacation. So we'll talk about that a little later. Like you're waiting with bated breath to hear that, right? I have gotten recently. I've gotten a bunch of uh, phone calls from. Let me do, post this. We're doing a show, okay? Live. I've read a couple phone calls from friends up in. Philadelphia, and a close friend of, what close friend, a close friend going back for years, I'm just trying to be real, we weren't super close, but I knew the gentleman for a long time, I really enjoyed their company, we just never got close, you know how, you know, you know lots of people, if you're one of those people that have lots of acquaintances, then you'll know where I'm coming from. There's great people all around you and you just never really get that close to the person. But you just keep on running around them and you have nice conversations, short ones and stuff like that. You never really get into anything real deep. It's all, all the conversations are for seal and every time you're out, you're, you're having a beer together or something like that and that's what this person was to me and I get this phone call. The guy goes to... A local, a local supermarket after he he's a musician. He was a musician for over, God, fi- around 50 years since he was in his early teens. And he used to play at a house band at a catering place I, uh, under two different names. I think it was one band was Delancey Street and the other was The Exceptions. I think he, his other band was Masquerade. But they were, you know, wedding bands, cover band. It's a cover band, but it was really entertaining and really good cover band that parties with you at at one of those bars. I mean, if you're one of those tourist attractions or big cities, you'll know what I'm talking about. There's tons of them, and there's only a few good ones that can play enough different types of music that makes them interesting and he used to belong to a band and they'd always have like two or three different singers to capture all these different genres right and that's kind of what you want in a cover band but I get this phone call that uh, this gentleman I knew for years just passed away all of a sudden and you just think about it you get it more often people knowing a lot of people you're going to know that You're going to run into them. But when you're younger, it's always people outside your close clique, right? It's someone's father, someone's grandfather. 
infrequently another person that dies of, of something else. But then when people start dying of age-related, when you get into your late 50s, you start hearing more and more about people dying of strokes, heart attacks, and things like that. And it makes you think about mortality, right? You always thought about I always thought about mortality earlier when I'd go to earlier, when I was younger. And you end up going to wakes and things like that. But you don't think of it on a personal level. You always say, wow, you know, this person had a, you know, they died by accident. Oh, they, got, they weren't, you know, this happened, that happened. Some horrible things happened. And then it kind of piles up as you get older and you hear it more and more frequently. And then you start taking it personally. Well, this guy was younger than me. This guy was healthier than me. This guy was this. This guy was that. This woman was this. This woman was that. Whatever. And not only do you take it personally, you start missing these people that you spent time with and you associated with and you remember all these good times you had with them. And Joey was the leader of one of these um, things. He was always associated with a good time. Even when we weren't working together, the band used to play these big nightclubs. And we just go there and hang out. Yeah, a group of us. Like a bunch of other people would go. And this was in Philly, and so there'd be hundreds of people there and stuff like that. So it was nice. The, you know, the, it was on the, they used to have a regular gig on a Thursday night playing one of these local Irish, big Irish club, uh, pub club. You know what I'm talking about? Not exactly a club, not exactly a pub. They got a big dance floor or a decent sized dance floor. Man. It's got to be tough because you're always thinking of that. So I started getting calls from him. I got a call from my, a friend of mine that was in my wedding. Another gentleman I haven't uh, seen in a couple of years. Uh, but they're coming back down, my, lo- my local friends from Philadelphia. And it's always a bittersweet moment when you go and you haven't see- heard him for a while and you hear about people. I had a, another friend had a close call with COVID last year, and I was talking to him a couple times. I know close friends are talking, but hey, listen, how much time do you have in a day, right? That's what you're thinking. Why didn't I stay in touch with these people? Well, how much time? In a lifetime, if you make a lot of friends, you're fortunate to have only a couple one. depends on who you're close to, right? So, I have... Several people I'm close to. I have my family members. I have my wife. I have my daughter. I have you. I get to talk to you a lot. I appreciate you listening and you spending time listening to my thoughts. And if you ever want to discuss anything, I'm happy, you know, you can go, you can come on and chat with us, you can send me an email or anything like that, I'm happy to talk about those topics. But we're going to move on about this kind of maudlin exercise of talking about the end of life, and we're going to move into the more excited part of life, and that's summer vacation. And being in Key Largo, I see people like that all the time, people that are on vacation very Excited, We get frequent uh, people that come down here to recertify their dive, um, dive certificates, to go fishing, 
people that come down to visit family members. You know, when it's out of season, that's when you got a lot of people that come to do that. But we're we're we have a bit of a lull. And it's really nice to be able to interact with people this time of year because it's you you could focus on there not being a ton of business or you could focus on the good stuff and the good stuff is just getting to know people. People that come in, oh, where are you from? What are you doing? How much do you enjoy this? And people ask you and they they wanna get the feeling like when they show up in a place like the Keys or or Hawaii or Malibu places like that or even you know places I'm sure there's resort places in Taiwan you know you know the Republic of China I remember that finally the Republic of China and then there's uh you know you got Thailand I'm going to pick I'm now I'm just bouncing all around so when they go there, people think, wow, this is a place I want to go. Everyone, you know, a lot of people want to think, I'd love to go to Paris. And people say, wouldn't it be nice to live in Paris for a little while? Or New York? Or things like that, if you enjoy it. It's Think of it as an exercise, a thought exercise. Think of anything that you wanted really bad. Whether it be a bike, or a car, or a destination and you thought only if I can have that thing only if I can go there only if I can do this I mean I'll be truly happy but after a while when you get used to it what happens to a new car comes a used car technically it's a used car as soon as you title it drive it off the lot so even a used car is a new car to the person and you lose that newness, like relationships, right? If you only can, there's people that are so gung ho of being with people, and then they're done with them. You know what I'm saying? After a while, they get tired of the regular, the regular things, the routines. I, I used to, every time, in the beginning of any relationship is hot and cold. That's probably the best metaphor for things you want, like a vacation and things like that. In the beginning, any relationship in the beginning is exciting for most people. I mean, if it turns bad quickly, then you who knows? You might have a problem. They might have a problem. But after a while, we have a way of getting used to things and not seeing the things that originally excited us about it. We don't see that through the same eyes once we get used to it. Right? We we just get denuded to the regularity of everyday life and that, that could be like the car becoming not the new car anymore. Right? Once you spill a little coffee in there, you know, and, and you know, Someone, someone's eating in the back seat and you get a ketchup stain on your, your upholstery. Or you move to your dream place and then you realize, oh, my neighbor, my neighbor's uh, a bit trying. Not me, I'm lucky. I've had good neighbors. But people have a tendency to do that. So when they come into Key Largo and things like that, oh, what's it like living down here? And I said, well, 
It's, you know, I work down here. This is a place of work. Sometimes I don't appreciate where I am. Appreciate the beautiful birds that come to my bird feeder every day. Appreciate the sights of the, you know, the, the iguanas. Every so often seeing a crocodile or an alligator or a manatee or someone a fish. Or looking at the ocean. <coughs> right? I get, I get, and then I have to think about it again. When you drive over the bridges and you see the beautiful blue waters of Florida Bay on one side and the Atlantic on the other. You get used to it. And you just your body tells you, well, you've seen that enough. Your, your brain tells you, I've seen that enough. That's, that's not going to tweak the same thing. Just like the first time you see boobs or someone's boobs and you see them all the time. You may just say, hey, I see those all the time. I want to look at those boobs over there. <laughs> right? Well, sometimes we never get tired of things. Spaghetti and meatballs. I love spaghetti and meatballs. I love cherry pie. I can eat a shitload of Oreo cookies. And we all know how I felt about alcohol. I never got tired of that, but I I had to give it up. Because every time I drank alcohol was like the first time I drank alcohol. I just love it. I forget what it was like. Shit like that. How did I get there? But I am preparing for vacation. I'm going overseas. And I'm going to Poland. <clears throat> that's that's a lot of ands. If you're a regular listener, you know my wife and daughter, stepdaughter, wife. Not really wife yet. But we've been living together for years. I know. Jim. You got to marry that woman. I am. I'm, I'm going to do that. I think that's my intention for 2021, 2022. Don't tell her. Okay, well, someone may tell her. Because you guys, who, who, who can keep their mouth shut? No one can. And why should I get angry about it? If I'm broadcasting, I'm broadcasting it. Luckily, I don't have that listenership. Most of the listeners, I don't know who you are until you come up and tell me. Like uh, Todd or Danny or Sean or you know all these other people. So I am ready. And the weird thing about it is when the girls were getting ready, we started looking months and months ago, but we knew we weren't going to buy the tickets because there were so many restrictions on travel. And as we got closer and closer, our commitment coming to go over to Poland got grew stronger. And what happened there? They ended up going, uh, it was mid-June. But prior to that, about three, four weeks before that, three weeks before that, we were, uh, two weeks before, yeah, three weeks, we were buying these vacuum bags for, you use for packing. You put these bags in, you suck all the air out, and it. Makes you for a, t- a tight seal for your, your bags and your clothes. And you can fit more clothes in. And a smaller bag. I know. What the fuck? Mine just a bigger bag. But 
Who wants to travel with a big bag? They just want a small, concentrated bag. You don't want to... Well, I'm not debating that. So what I did is I showed my wife, not wife, what wife, I call my wife, but I showed her how quickly I pack. And I wrote up a list. I don't even know where I put the list now, but I got the bag fucking packed. I got the bag packed three weeks before they left, which was right before Memorial Day. Yeah, I've been packed since Memorial Day. What is it? It's mid-July. I've been packed for six weeks. And I'm not going to be leaving for a little over nine days. It's kind of exciting. Or eight days, actually. I'm leaving in eight days for Poland. I mean, I have my passport. I got my COVID card. It's exciting. Everything is ready to go. Yeah, that's a little premature. I mean, if there was such a thing as you can uh, prematurely, it's not like premature ejaculation, I guess. You go, you just you just do this too early, Jim. I said, well, you know, I just I was showing them how I was showing off how I can just make a decision on clothes and just forget about it. And I haven't opened that suitcase since. All I have to do is pack my shaving kit and my travel clothes. You know, the ones you do so you have, you got to do this with carry-on now, right? In case you use the luggage, you want to make sure you have an, at least a change of clothes. and be able to shower and stuff like that. So I'm going to do that. I'm going to pack a nice, like maybe two, two changes of clothes, just in case. I mean, I can make it. I can make it through that. That I just wash my clothes every day. Buy another pair or two of underwear. Keep on washing them. I could. I could travel with that travel pack. I mean, everyone would be coming and say, "What the fuck is this guy from the United States?" They're not. How, how's the United States? The guy's wearing the same clothes every day. Black T-shirt and cargo pants. And a fleece. What the fuck? You know? So, I'm excited. And I was waiting on going. And it's just one of these things. And people said, are you excited? I said, yes, I am. What are you thinking? I said, well, I try not to think at all. And they go, what? I said, I'm trying not to think at all. I said, I know... I have to do things like I got to make sure my dog's taken care of. I got to make sure I take care of some of the bills. Got to make sure, you know, do we set it, give the keys to certain people, have them spread around so people have them. And if they lose the key, this is it. This is, you know, and stuff like that. So, and that reminds me, maybe I should do that today. Get a couple more keys. Now, how many keys do you want to have out there, right, Jim? So, I tell them, I said, I listen, I don't want to live out my vacation before it happens and have expectations. Right now, I know not necessarily what I'm going to do. I know what I'm not going to do. And one of the things I'm not going to do is drink. But And the one of the things I am going to do is eat. Where we have a condo in the mountains in southern Poland, there's they make a lot of goat cheese. And I am crazy for it. Smoked goat cheese. 
like eating it for it with the eggs. You fry it up a little. <coughs> it's already, well, obviously it's cheese. Cheese is already ready to go. Unless it's like one of those raw ones you worry about. I don't know what, what you worry about. You don't worry about that at all. But they look like a half moon. And uh, I don't want to spend a lot of time talking about cheese. I don't know. I know I'm not going to eat blood sausage. I tried doing that before. I tried boiling blood sausage. Blood sausage is just not one of those things you do. It's just little capsules of blood. Blah. Yeah, Jim, you eat a lot of red meat and stuff. You eat blood there. And I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's not the same thing. Not just rendered. There's meat there. You know, the more you think about it, it's kind of gross either way. But, you know, I'll eat, I'll eat some of that cheese... Some of the pierogies, some of uh, whatever other stuff they make. And Jim, you haven't you been there three times already? Yes, I have. I've been all at least counted all together. I've been there at least a month and a half in total time. This is going to make it like two months. Two months it's spent in Poland. Combination. I should know a little more about the food, huh? Yeah. Well, I'm looking forward to it, but I don't overplay this thing. I don't think about it too much because there's things I have to do, but I'm kind of like in another world. People say, you think about it, you're excited about it? No, I'm not. And I don't think about getting on a plane. I don't think about the flight. I don't think about a 10-hour flight. I don't think about like a baby sitting next to me crying the whole time. You know? I do think about headphones. I've got to get some good headphones that are charged. i got to make sure... I bring my battery pack so I can listen to music. So if we do get the crying baby thing, I just put those headphones on and that'll be it. Get the powered headphones and the wired headphones. Got the the battery pack all charged up, ready to charge my phone, ready to charge my headphones. I'm good to go. Right? That's what you think you're going to do the minimum and then you don't micromanage your vacation or your life. You have a big outline. This is what I'm going to do. I'm going over to Poland. I'm going to go to this place. I'm going to, go to that place. What am I going to do there? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I'll get some weird guy in a weird hat yelling at me wearing traditional clothing. That would be pretty fucking awesome. Or I'll walk into a store and try to use my limited Polish uh, skills because I use that babble and try to talk to somebody and have them they can uh, laugh at me I have people laughing at me when I'm speaking English so I imagine I really shouldn't care if they're laughing at me when they're speaking in Polish and I don't think I guess over it's rude to look at people in other countries because one of the times, a couple visits ago, I'm sitting on a bench just looking at people. And I'm just looking as people go by. And this guy's looking at me. And look at he, he, he catches my eye. I catch his eye. And we're looking. He won't, and he starts yelling at me. And I'm like, I have no idea what he's talking about. You know? I think he thinks I'm just checking out his wife. I didn't even notice his wife. I mean, take a look at the guy. I mean, I, I, I'm not going to make any suggestions. I didn't even notice his wife. But yeah, I could see a pretty girl and stuff like that. But in Tennessee, I don't 
just stand there or stare at people and stuff. When I'm in a different country, I'm looking at everybody. That's part of the thing. See what they're doing. What are, you know how they experience it. Obviously, that fucking guy wasn't having a good day. Then he had to go and yell at someone for looking at him. I don't really... Hey, Jim, you still seem a little hung up about that guy on the top of the mountain. It was on the top of the mountain at the resort. I remember earlier I was remarking, I said, this is how I, I used to gauge the exchange rate in a country. I go out to for food and how much a beer would cost and how much lunch would cost. And I can pretty much tell you in between how much things are going to... But that's not necessarily true. Because it's funny. It used to be... I think it's still that kind of way now. The price of food was much lower when the exchange rate. But the price for like a car rental was very expensive. Hotels room cheaper, fuel expensive. Electronics. Check the exchange rate. You look for a refrigerator there. Refrigerator. I don't know why I was looking at a refrigerator. It's not like I'm going to buy a refrigerator. But you go into a store and look at a refrigerator. It's the same price as it is over here. Though a hotel room is one-third the price. And a, and a, a dinner is half the price. You always think, if this is cheap, why wouldn't that be cheap? Well, that's how they get obtain those things. Some people tax... They, they tax appliances more, which kind of makes sense because, you know, when you're done using an appliance, you got to get rid of it. And the state usually has to handle that, the state, I mean government, because people, if they can't get rid of it easily, easily, they'll just dump it alongside the road. You've seen those before. People just driving down the road and they just let the shit fall off the back of their truck or push it off the back of their truck. On a, on an old abandoned road. I don't know how the fuck I got there anymore. But I am looking forward to it. And I know I have to do the podcast and I got I to gotta think about what I'm going to do, what's the topic's going to be. But I keep on getting drawn to it and say, like, in eight days, I am on my, I'm on my way. I got to do my work. I got to move money around. How much cash am I going to bring? How much am I going to convert to Zaltis? You know, the interesting thing about at least this particular place, and I think it happens all over Europe, they got these little exchange facilities all over. One at a supermarket near my wife's hometown. They always had a good exchange rate. And there was another one down in her inner small town, in the center of small town. They, they had a decent one. But you never get, you pay for the exchange rate, or you never do a lot of exchange at the uh, airport. Because they got to pay, I guess you got to pay for the concession and stuff like that. It's never, just like any airport, buying a beer, buying food. Yeah, the airport prices at the big airports in Poland are like the regular prices for things in the United States. And I, I imagine it goes... So, but if you go out of that area, out of the airport into a local place, a small non-touristy place, you can get a pretty good exchange rate. Because regular people exchange... Uh, they're always doing that 
currency exchange in Europe. Because you got countries that aren't on the euro and the people bringing in dollars. Now you got the pound, you got the kroner, which is Norwegian, I think, uh, maybe. You got the zolti, you got rubles. Uh, all these people that are loosely affiliated with the European Union but aren't in the currency union, they have to exchange it. So you go around, you look for the exchange rates. And they can vary up to like 2, 3, 4%. And when you're, you know, four percent of a thousand bucks, that's you know, that's forty forty dollars, and forty dollars is two meals. Pretty good, two decent meals. Well, two regular meals. I won't be screwing around with that. But I love getting directions when someone's yelling at you in a foreign language and stuff like that. And you go like this: What are you talking about? Just tell me what you're going to do. You know, here's a passport. There's my passport. And they asked me a question in Polish. I'm like, uh, what? So? C-O. So. That's what means what in Polish. So? <laughs> and I say that. And they say a couple more words in Polish. And, I, you know, the guy will ask for my driver's license or my international driver's license. And I'll hand them. My old Blockbuster card. No, I don't have a Blockbuster card. I got to clean out my fucking wallet, though. I know that. <clears throat> I always like that. I like the idea when going through customs and stuff like that. Someone in another language is asking you, what, what is this? What is that? What do you got in here? What's in this pill thing? You know? Oh, what do you got? Oh, okay. Oh, wow. There's a lot of different pills in here. Great. Wait, there's different pills in here. I don't know which one are... Oh. Okay, well... Oh, God, you can't... You gotta be careful about mixing your pills, right? What do we got here? I got capsules and tablets. Tylenol, extra strength. Who knows? <clears throat> yep. That's the thing. I, I realize tomorrow I'm going to have to do that. I'm going to really have to take a close look at the things I've been packing. I know I won't be packing heat. I love that question they ask you. They say, did you pack your own bags? And they say, yes, I did. Seven weeks ago. Guy look at me and they go, oh, we're going to give you enhanced, enhanced searching techniques. So they're going to check under my ball sack and all that stuff. Who knows? But... I do appreciate having the opportunity to go and go on a trip. I just try not to overthink it. And if you do come down to Keys, I want you to come and check out the Catch Restaurant in Key Largo. That was ham-handed, wasn't it? Fucking, <clears throat> he was just talking about his trip, and then he talked about if he's coming down to Key Largo, he's going to say something about the restaurant, the Catch. Come and see me. Yeah, come and see me at the Catch. <clears throat> Sorry for clearing my throat. Let me clear my throat. That was a song from the 80s. I think it was the 80s, early 90s, who knows. Um, yes, if you're on Key Largo at uh, Mile Marker 102, it's all Mile Markers down here. It starts up at 126 on the mainland, goes all the way down to zero at Key West. And the 
when you're at 102, we're on the uh, ocean side. That's the left side because you always think, well, which side's the ocean? Which side is Florida Bay? So as you're heading south, that's on the – yeah, you have to go across the highway. It's not a big highway, though. You just pull into the median where there's a break, and you go down one of the streets. Man, I'm breathing heavy. Sounds like I have one of those things. Well, and if you, ha- if you like the podcast – like us on Facebook, Instagram, uh, what else? Do it, Twitter. Or email me at jim at keysbartender.com. That is a real email address. Jim, J-I-M, at keysbartender.com. So you send me an email. I do appreciate your emails. I'm getting more and more. And I've had, who did someone ask? Someone asked for me to bring some currency back for them. From Poland. I guess that's a vicarious way for people that don't enjoy travel as much, but they like to look at the money. And money is so interesting. They got this tiny little... They got things that are small, like the one-fifth the size of a penny. You know... I think it's one-tenth of a Zolti, which is a quarter cents. We talk about not having pennies, getting rid of pennies here. And a pennies is a, a penny's value uh, being one-hundredth of a, I mean, a hundredth of a Zolti. That's 0.26 cents. Because the exchange rate's now 0.26 salty to a dollar. It's like a quarter, a little more than a quarter. <clears throat> People that just, you know, exchange rates are, you just got to, you know, whenever you're looking at something, with something you got a $10 bill and it's 26 Zoltis and you look at something and it costs 20, 20 Zoltis, you're going to look at it and you say, oh, that costs about $8.25 or something. Um, in that neighborhood thing, and that's who you gauge it at. Oh, that's a that's a good deal. Look at that hat. Look at this. That well, you know, almost any time you go shopping for something, right? Anytime you go shopping for something, they get you know, it could be uh, uh, you know thirty zoltis, and that'd be like eleven, twelve dollars. You say, oh wow, that hat would be like twenty bucks or twenty five bucks. In the United States. But you just don't instantly buy it just because it's cheap. You know, they don't they don't know the value to you of that thing. So when you're going someplace, these little kiosks, they kinda get you on certain things. You gotta look at it and go, how oh, how much they don't they it's in a lot of these countries <coughs> they don't put that the price on it right there. Unless you go to like a farmer's market. And then you got to do the kilogram thing, you know. They, or they do it. I think a tenth of a kilogram. A kilo, well, a kilogram is two point two pounds. So when people say, "Hey, look how expensive steak is," you know, it's five hundred zoltis for a pound for a, a, a five hundred zoltis, and that's twenty something dollars. Get well? No, no, that's kilogram. So that's 2.2. So that means around $8 a pound. 
$7 a pound. See? It's easy. And the gas. Oh, my God. Liter. Liter's a little more than a quart. So about 3.8 liters is one gallon. And if it's uh, one, uh, two point two Zoltis. Wait, wait, wait. No, no. It's like to say, not two Zoltis. Eight Zoltis for a liter. Let's say they got eight, eight point something. It's about four times that. Thirty-two is um, talking about close to seven dollars and eighty cents, seven dollars seventy-five cents a gallon. Yeah, that's expensive. Well, they tax fuel there. That's how they pay for the roads. But they have nice roads. We, on the other hand, we got pretty shitty roads. Matter of fact, it was the Atlantic Motor Speedway. I was watching one of these NASCAR events. Holy shit. They had to delay it because there was a pothole in the middle of the speedway. And that's what they do for a living. Race cars going 200 miles an hour and got a big fucking pothole in the middle. Think about what they do on the roads down here. We, we let our roads go right to the end. I mean, I guess we look a lot like Warsaw Pact countries did in the, in the 80s. Where they didn't have money for infrastructure and shit like that. Now here we are. But we don't like to tax people. And we're switching over to... Oh, I'm getting on a sidetrack with the, the electric. You know, the revenues for fixing the roads. No one wants to pay... No one wants to pay fucking taxes... But everyone wants great roads. Isn't that crazy, huh? No one wants to pay taxes, but they want to have great roads and uh, schools. Always complain about that. Well, you're going to have to pay for it. I want a really great dinner, but I don't want to pay for it. Well, you're, gonna, you're not going to get a really great dinner. You're going to eat at Popeye's. Well, thank you for listening. I will be back again probably tomorrow. I'll talk to you later. Have a great day.